Karen, why did we set up this course with you? What was what, what when when Talk Talk came to you? What was the, as they say in business, what was the problem we were trying to fix? Well, um, we've worked with Talk Talk for a while now with the level three and the level five, um, and they came to us with an idea about uh, women in leadership. So doing a course that was purely for women within the organisation who were seen to be high potential to become women leaders throughout the organisation. Um, so I think we had about 13 or 14 people interested and we ended up with 13 on the course. Some of those women have been promoted whilst on the course and considering the course has only been running since the 30th of September, that is fantastic. So you're taking that as a win, Karen? I am taking that as a win. Yes, that was all down to myself. No, yeah. obviously, it's all been down to the women on the course and really embracing the course as well, I think, and being a bit more autonomous and standing out a bit more in the business, being a bit more famous, we like to say, don't we, Catherine? <laughs> we do. Catherine, you, you're, one, you're one of the people on the course. Tell us about so what you do and what's, you know, and, and what, why, why you're on it, what you get out of it, what you're getting out of it. I already lead a team within Talk Talk and um, within. Uh, service management and I think for me I believe as a leader I have a responsibility to always be learning whether that's the technical skills and I think technical changes regard you know uh, depending on the job you do but also the soft skills self-awareness emotional intelligence and I really I don't like that we call them soft skills because they're really hard you know they're really hard to master and they take a lot of work so I think that was the, the first thing I'll never say no to a learning opportunity Secondly, the women in leadership overlay was really exciting. We do have a gender imbalance of women in leadership, but particularly in our industry. And it's fantastic that, you know, we've got a great female CEO in Tristia that recognises that and is sponsoring the, the course. But I think as a cohort of women, because I am learning alongside some incredible women, we all want to strengthen our skills, learn some new ones, but make sure we're role models for not only the women that are already in the business that might want to go into a leadership role, but also future women in the workplace and future female leaders. I think that was really why it was important to to us. And, you know, we're not damsels in distress. We are strong, capable women, but we really need to kind of face into some of the behaviours and hopefully change some of the behaviours that come with a slightly imbalanced workplace. It's a very good thing not to generalise, isn't it, Karen, about people. So we're all, I'm almost loath to generalise about women in the workplace, women in tech, as having a sort of defined set of shared issues, because women can do anything just as men can do anything. But what are the, what are the things that you're seeing that you might say keep popping up or are kind of you know, journeys that you like that you you find you're taking your apprentices on. Predominantly in the past, a lot of the leadership courses that I've run, there has been that imbalance. There's been more ma males on the course than there's been women, and mainly because of the roles that they've been in, they've had more capacity to be able to go away and gather the evidence and things like that. And if you do look at some of the recent news stories as well. There is, as Catherine says, there's that imbalance out there. Research done recently around the top FTSE organisations and even just looking at the numbers there, you know, the imbalance is clear. I made some notes before and it did say... It's about 30%, I think 30% of um, of employees in the tech sector are women. I think that's that, That's the statistic. I think luckily in Talk Talk we're higher than that, but yeah. we're not perfect. We need, we need no. to do better, clearly. 
And it was the, you know, for every one female boss, if you like, there was 20 plus more men in the same organization. So it's just bridging those gaps. There is a lot of women, non-execs, but getting to that exec role, it's just the step seems to be too high and it's not being bridged quick enough, I don't think, across some organizations, not all. What's the reason, Karen? Is it is it is it conference? Is it behavioural? I mean, it's it's not subject matter. I mean, there's no there's no evidence at all that women don't pick up the the specialism, you know, in 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 a way that's different to male colleagues. So, what is it? Again, it's lack of opportunities. From what I'm seeing, there's just the, the sheer lack of opportunities there for women to be able to cross that path. You know, opportunities within the workplace. This is why I love apprenticeships, because this is a course that's done alongside your normal job, if you like. So people within the business can see that you're learning, you're training. You can go out to people within the business to help you on your course and say, can I shadow you for the day? I don't think there's been enough of that done in the past. Have you felt, Catherine, ever that you haven't been given an opportunity at any stage in your career? Because either overtly because of your gender or almost indirectly because of something that you felt you represented or didn't represent? Yeah, definitely. Probably when I was much younger and less confident and bolshy, if I'm going to be honest, now I'll kind of demand a bit of attention. I think as women, we are not as comfortable with self-promotion as maybe some of our male colleagues are. And I think, you know, there's lots of things that come into that imposter syndrome, just feeling like we have to prove you know, that we deserve our place, but definitely. Why is that? Why? I mean, I'm interested. What, what is that? Is it, is it a numbers game, as Karen is implying, or is it something else? Uh, I think it, it might be a bit of a numbers game. Um, I read a stat somewhere recently where there were 72% of women in tech specifically are regularly outnumbered in meetings by two to one and 26% by five to one. That's a huge, a huge imbalance. And I think it comes from a bit of that. I think the workplace as a whole has changed. You know, when I kind of entered the workplace, it was very, I, I want to say alpha male. And that's not to say that, you know, all men are out there kind of asserting their dominance, but it, it wasn't, I think workplace as a whole wasn't very healthy. And that just didn't, I don't think that falls into most women's way of working. And if it does, it's because we've been conditioned that that's how we need to get along. It's not very nice. I really believe that we are turning a corner just socially anyway, around a bigger importance and more value being placed on self-awareness and, you know, communicating to influence rather than to dictate. Well, Karen, I guess we're hopefully seeing the res- the fruits of that change that took place about 10 years, 10 years ago, didn't we? About 15, 10 years ago, where now women are starting to rise into middle, if you want to call it senior middle management. So now I guess it's about giving this generation of women who perhaps are in their their 30s, early 40s, whatever, that confidence to then spot the goal where it's there, when it's there, and then take that final step. Yeah, and that's what it's about. It's being brave enough in some situations to go out there and get what you deserve. You know, you've worked just as hard as the people within your team. Or harder. Yeah, or harder in some cases. But I must say as well that it is... I feel getting a slightly bit easier for women to make that step. We've got flexible working patterns now with organisations. We have really good internal support as well for people. You know, we never had that 10, 15 years ago. Everything was nine to five. You know, people who wanted to have a family alongside a career and a job 
predominantly it's been women who've been the main carer. So it's been hard to balance it. And, and also men and also men are men are choosing those things as well, aren't they, Karen? So it's almost like men are choosing those things that were initially perhaps designed to welcome women into the workplace. Men want yeah. those things as well. So that just creates that homogenous society within a workplace where everybody hopefully is equal. That helps, doesn't it, Catherine? You, you, you see you see the team becoming wanting the same things. Absolutely. And I think that's a really important point that it's about equality, not tipping the balance in the other direction. And I think that more men now can feel they can take you know, the first six months off a baby's life and then mum can go back to work or, or whatever that looks like. And so definitely I think that the policies have changed, attitudes are changing and that equality, which really is the key word, is more acceptable. So we're, so we're talking about now a, a goal and opening whatever emerges in the next year or two, whatever. It's all about you being equipped to take that next step when that opening, when that opening presents itself. What, what do you think you're having to demonstrate to yourself and to others that you have in order to make that next step? So what, what are you learning from the apprenticeship that's feeding into what you feel you need to do? So there's the traditional business skills, if you want to call them that, kind of commercial, project management, all that kind of stuff that you know we all need. But I think the most valuable piece for me so far has really been around the self-awareness and I I keep coming back to it because it's so important but I am enough and it's it's something that I don't think we all tell ourselves enough I am enough and I think it's feeling that you're not that you almost hold yourself back from some of those opportunities so how do you um, or Karen what are not coping mechanisms it's more than that what 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 tools do you give the women on your course to recognize I guess it's about recognizing when those thoughts happen and and Whacking them back down into their hole again. What is it? <laughs> a lot of it is, you know, shared experiences as well. It's often nice when all of the women get together on a workshop and realize it's not just me. It's happened to other people as well. Like that could be a great empowerment tool, I feel. And I thought it was absolutely wonderful as well to know that within a couple of weeks of all of the ladies from Talk Talk on this course, you set up your own WhatsApp group as well. That was something that they've gone away and you're sharing ideas. And we've got people from right across the business who are also offering up their skills to the other women. So we've got people in finance, we've got people in project management. So people who don't know that much about the finance side of business are being mentored, if you like, within the course by the other ladies who are on the course. And I think empowerment is a huge, huge thing, whether that's female empowerment or male empowerment, you know, that is a a really, really big thing. And it's going to support you in your journey on the course and your career journey as well, I feel. I'd be very happy to come to your group as well and talk about male imposter syndrome as well, because believe me, it exists. (laughs) Honestly, you know, when we first talked about the Women in Leadership course, I was like, great, this is fantastic, we need it. But then I thought coming to my head as well, well, you know, we've got to be careful. We we can't just go down that route of, you know, empowering women. We've got to get that balance right. Yeah, but what I meant what I what I meant by the comment, Karen, was was that men men have repeated episodes where they don't think they're enough either. Right. So it's kind of, you know, so it's 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 something that a lot of men have that maybe men are better at pretending that it doesn't exist maybe that's it I was gonna say you're better at hiding it I think because often as women especially in a meeting environment I have felt intimidated sometimes by a man 
because just of the way that they've, you know, held themselves. And then after the meeting, I've had a cup of tea with them. I've said, was I okay? I was really nervous then. But we couldn't see it. We just couldn't see it. And this is the same, which I'm getting, and I call them my ladies. Uh But my ladies on the course will often say to me after we've had a professional discussion, was that okay? Was that It was absolutely brilliant. How do you do it? So, Catherine, you're in the meeting. It's 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 a scenario I always hear about. It's all we always come back to when I talk to women about women in the workplace. It's always that the meeting with lots of men. It's 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 clearly a very important image and an obstacle that women feel they have to overcome. So, what is that tactic? What are those techniques that you're learning off the apprenticeship when when you're in these communal environments to to give yourself that voice and that confidence? not react straight away to how you feel is a huge one. You know, okay, what am I feeling? And I, I heard something the other day and instead of feel, think, react, it was a very kind of considered feel, think, respond. And I, I think that's really important because otherwise you just come across as a bit hysterical because you're acting in the moment and that's not doing your personal brand any good. Being prepared and actually just having the confidence to say, I don't know, or can someone explain that to me? Because you can guarantee, male or female, if you are asking a question, someone else is thinking it too. And, and it comes back to that confidence bit. So Karen, what, what, what do you hope to see in a few years' time out of the women on your apprentice course? Well, I would like to see them taking the journeys that we've spoken about right at the start of the course. You know, not everybody wants to be the CEO some people are quite happy being, you know, director level and um, non-director level. And it's all about feeling confident, I think, really in the role and knowing that you are doing a really, really good job and that other people do value your input, that you are, you know, basically, I think you said it before, Dominic, we're, we're setting the stage for the new people who are coming into this kind of environment for work so that everybody has that same equal opportunity, male or female. Everybody has that same opportunity and feels confident. I've already seen confidence, especially yourself, Catherine, and I think you've said this as well. From that very first meeting we had and the discussions that we've had, the stories that I'm hearing now where, you know, women are saying to me, I did this in a meeting recently or I did that and I'd never have done it before. I don't think it's me or the course. It is definitely you, but something's giving you that confidence. Is it partly, Catherine, that we're not taught, anyone isn't really taught about business? Unless you go on an MBA or you did a particularly fancy business studies degree, which doesn't include 98% of people that work at TalkTalk for sure, you're not actually taught how to be in a meeting, how to write a, in my case, how to write a press release or how to do a spreadsheet or whatever. That's, that's part of the issue, isn't it? So what we're talking about is we're plugging a skills gap and a knowledge gap that would have existed anyway. Absolutely. I think we all we all learn on the job, regardless of whether you have done that, you know, that fancy degree or, or not. And we rely a lot on mentors. I think the challenge women have had is that because we're underrepresented or have been in the past underrepresented, we haven't had those female mentors that are just as important as those, you know, really strong male colleagues. And I am so fortunate. I have got so many amazing male colleagues at Talk Talk and from previous roles that I can call mentors and friends. But equally, it's just as important to, to feel represented. And I think, you know, it's such a big subject, gender equality. 
you know, we could talk about if I'm underrepresented as a white woman, you can guarantee women of colour are underrepresented far more than I am. And, you know, it's just this huge, big kind of bowl of spaghetti that we really need to start unravelling. Training and networking is a is a big way out of it, isn't it? Huge, huge. And I've, you know, I've, I've said it before, we are an amazing cohort of women. And just through wanting to take this opportunity, we've already created a really strong network that I'm really proud to be a part of. That's all for today. If you like the podcast, please subscribe in your podcast app. And if you have time, give us a review. If you have a suggestion or question, get in touch on Twitter at TalkTalkGroup. You can follow us there or also on LinkedIn. Thanks a lot for listening.